want to talk to you about being hidden in the secret place tonight. Um, everything has to do with prayer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, something that was on my heart, I'm like, God, you know, while I love preaching the word, I love what he's doing in this hour. He said he's going to make his house a house of prayer. That means this house is a house of prayer. It shouldn't matter whether it's Sunday or Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday. This house should be a house of prayer always, right? And, um, man, I had a wild encounter this morning. <laughs> and then I get, like, do I share it? What do I do with it? And so I'll share it at the end because I think there's something that we need to receive. Um, Alex, man, good to see you, bro. Good to see you, man. Um, yeah, there's just, uh, boy, I'm just going to brag on the prayer house for a minute, okay? Can I just do that? <laughs> because I, I feel like Anne's in the house. Good, 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 good. Man, Ann Jackson. You know, three out of four times that you've come up, you pray, and then you disappear. I don't know what you do, but you just... If, I don't know if you're just being translated back home by the Spirit. I don't know what's happening. I know you're happy you're back in the corner where no one can see you probably right now. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you something happens when you pray. I'm just going to exhort people for a minute, okay? Because you're, you're, you're connected into, the, into a realm of the Spirit. I don't know what it's been doing to me, but it's, it's been ungluing me on the inside in a good way. And it's brought back a weeping in my spirit. I've been weeping. Last night, uh, Thursday night, you left. Well, two weeks ago, you talked about the champion. Remember that. I know you left when I shared about it. You were gone. That was last week. But I'm, I'm having a conversation across the room. It's okay. And, and it, I came unglued because God is looking for champions. Right? I mean, he's looking for you to champion a life of intercession, a life of prayer, a life of intimacy, a life being hidden in the secret place that is, uh, that is being called, you're being called and pulled into that in, in a, a, a phenomenal way in this hour. If you'll hear what the Lord is, if you hear what the Spirit is saying to the church right now, and I'm, I'm saying it so resonated with me on the inside, I wept that night, I wept the, the week before, I don't know, you, you said something else. I can't even keep up with it because everything you've been saying and declaring from here, and this is what Ann does, she'll grab the microphone, sit down, and just, it's very, you know, unassuming. I don't know, but it just, poof, I just get nailed. So, last week, Zechariah chapter 4, I've read it a thousand times, maybe a thousand and one times. And she just got up and read it. And it wasn't even, she didn't bring any revelation to it. I'm just saying, if you posture yourself, I became unglued because the reality is that God's asking us a question. Do you see what this is? Do you know what this is? And a good, good answer for him, to say to him is no. No, I don't know what it is. Please tell me. And something out of, out of Zechariah chapter 4, when you, you know the, the, 
the, it's, he has this vision. The awakening, the awakening angel comes to Zachariah and says, he wakens me out of a sleep. And then he begins to open, open up the spirit realm and show him the seven spirits, the, 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 the menorah, right? And he sees the, the tubes and, the, and the, the leaves and all the details of the menorah. And, and then he says, do you know what this is? And he says, no, Lord. Good answer. We need to be very unassuming that we understand and know what God's doing in this hour. I'm telling you, God wants us to understand and he wants us to position ourselves so that we can hear and see. But I'm telling you that all of a sudden it just broke open to me. I don't know what it was. It was the reality of, no, it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit. I've heard, how many times have you heard that? That's, come on, you can put that on your refrigerator. It's a bumper sticker. It's all those things, right? That's almost, it's right up there. But I'm telling you, something cracked open in the spirit, and I'm like, ah, Holy Spirit. And I'm, on the, I'm like a mess the rest of the night, and I went into a dark cloud. Smile, everyone. I went into a dark cloud. It was good. Come on, it was heaven. It was heaven invading, the room, invading my room right there, right there. And the power of heaven is looking to come and envelop you. I say the dark cloud, it's all through scripture. I can't even keep up with it. Now I started studying. Now I'm looking, what's this dark cloud? Something happened way back with, when Jeff was here and I went into this, into this like taken up thing. And, and listen, you need to be taken up in the spirit. Stop it. Give yourself to God. I'm not rebuking you. I'm telling you, it's someplace you'd rather be. Right? That song, there's no place I'd rather be. <laughs> You, don't, you need to be in these places where God wants to take you up and give you a visitation and unfold the, the depths and the, the realities of heaven directly to you, not through a prophet, through him. My God, I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord wants to, uh, he wants your undivided attention. That means that every other thing has to go by the wayside. We have to just drop all the things, Netflix, all the other nonsense that we, that we like junk food on and just go after Jesus. This is why I was talking about the tithe of prayer. Wow. 168 hours a week. What, what, what's the tithe of prayer that you give the Lord? Uh, this is not with condemnation. This is reality because if you're a, you're a believer and you're a child and you're a son and a daughter of God, then what, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you there's a place where you can do without sleep. Without sleep. <laughs> How many know you get tired? I get tired. Anyway, I haven't gotten into what I'm supposed to get into, but... There's so much that's happening right now. God is calling you to the deep, secret places with him. There's an invitation. There's an invitation for you to go there, to live there, to stay there, to be embraced by the Father, to be in the fullness and in the dark, secret place. Come on, under the shadow of the Almighty, in the, in the secret place where, where, come on, where arrows can't go. I'm telling you, there's, there's things that the Lord wants us to understand and know, and, and it doesn't just happen overnight. 
It doesn't just happen overnight. It's caused by cultivating and, and, and moving in and begin to just give your life as, a, as, a, as a, a, a memorial stone to God. Just come, Lord, and, and come and invade my life. Anoint me so that I can do this and, and, and build an altar to heaven. To the presence. Build an altar where you live a life of sacrifice. Because I'm telling you, when God as, God, as God pours out his spirit in this place, in this region, it's going to be because we give our lives to it. Holy to it. Holy, H-O-L-E-Y and W-H-O-L. Come on, all of you. And I'm, I'm saying this because there's something that we're looking for something to come from somewhere else, and it's in you. It's in you. He's in you. <laughs> he loves you. He wants to manifest himself to you. He wants to manifest his glory to you. He wants to baptize you afresh with fire again tonight if you let him. I'm telling you. So I just want to look because, it, you know, as I got wrecked last week and literally wrecked, I'm like, I'm going home like messed up. How many want to get messed up by God? Just come on. You don't you, everyone better raise their hands in this place. You should want to get messed up by heaven. The Lord wants to mess you up. He wants to bring you into a place where you, you, you don't even, you, you can't conceive what the kingdom of heaven is about to release on your life. And I'm telling you, we, I, 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 I want to see revival. But revival is going to start here, and it's going to come out of here. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're in this church praying or at home praying, because the church, the, the living God is inside of you, and is looking and desiring to flow out of you in a, in a, in a, in a manner of intercession that you have not tapped into yet. I know we haven't. We're just touching the edge. We couldn't shut things down here on Thursday night. That's a good thing. When you pray for three hours and people don't shut up. I say all that. And just keep doing what you're doing. You're being, there's, there's, a, there's a, a flow of the spirit in it. And I, it just hits me like an arrow. And there's the depths of God that's being released in your life. You may not even discern it, but I can sense it in a heavy way, in an unpresuming way. But the Lord is just releasing that. Come on, this, everyone in this room, God's about to do something beyond what you've ever thought or imagined. It's just the way, it's just what he wants to do. Okay, into the dark cloud we go. I'm just going to start with Genesis 15, and I'm going to move kind of systematically along, and then I'll share the, what, what happened to me this morning because it has all pertinence, and I had no clue what was up until I started studying out and started researching things, and, and it's, it's something that God wants to bring to this church. He wants to bring to my life. And so we know the story here. It's Abraham is given a... You should start right in verse 1. 
but you can go there and read it. I'm not, I'm going to kind of skim through it, but I see that the Lord just begins to, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. This is before he got the promise of, 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 of the son, right? But he's, he said, he said, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And then if you've known, if you read the story through, you know he gets this promise from heaven. It says, look towards heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said, so shall your descendants be. And here is, this is the, the, the hinge point of where Abraham receives this amazing promise. It's the, it's the Abrahamic promise and the, it's, it's the covenant that we know as the Abrahamic covenant. And it's a covenant that which... He says, listen, bring, bring the sacrifice. So he, it's right here in verse 6. It says, and he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And we have Paul rehearsing this later. Why does Paul rehearse it later? Because there's a place where God is calling every believer, every person who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ to step into this Unbelievable, you're inadequate, but by faith you can do all things. <laughs> Come on, somebody, I'm inadequate. But when I step into the promise of God and I believe what God says, it's counter to me that he sees the righteousness of Christ on my life and he, he's born me for destiny. And so a look at your neighbor. Your neighbor has been born for destiny and so have you. I'm telling you right now that there's, the, there's a, a place of promise that God's trying to pull us into that we, we don't discern half the time. There's a, there's a life in Christ and in the fullness of faith. Believing God. Whew. I'm telling you, there's a, a, a faith that's being released on the earth right now. If you can just catch in the wind of it. The, the power of heaven would come and... and absolutely overtake you just step in the way of it i'm telling you there's something inside each one of us that needs to begin to believe and listen i don't care what it looks like on the outside of the world and what you know all the things that are happening globally never mind nationally you have to believe god for what he's going to do for you that you live in this place of divine, uh, and, and like God has come and encroached your life, and he's surrounding you in the cloud of heaven. I know he's all in the fullness of light. I know. This is like, it's totally contrary to how we think. But if I read about the dark cloud, it's all over scripture. And it's got everything to do with God. So then we have this. We have, he, he believed God and he said to him, now I'm the Lord. I brought you out of the Chaldeans and, and give you, he's going to give you this land to inherit. And then it says, how long? <laughs> Lord God, how shall I know that I'll inherit it? So he said to him, bring me. Bring me. God's looking for us to bring him something. Jesus was the sacrifice. But what are we bringing to the Lord? What are you bringing to the Lord? Because I, I believe that God is requiring something. I'm going to talk, you know, I, I talked to you about David and, and uh, 
an army rising up. I saw it out of Ezekiel 37. It was an army rising up out of Ezekiel 37. And the, the, the life and the spirit of David was on this army. Why? Because all of the, the covenant that was given to David was given to him so that he could walk in destiny and that Jesus Christ would be born from his loins. That was a promise from heaven. Anyways, he goes, he brings the sacrifice, and it says he brought all these things to them and cut them in two and put them down the middle and placed each, each piece opposite each other, and then he did not cut, and he did not cut the birds in two. And when, he, when the vultures came down on the carcass, Abraham, Abram drove them away. And I'm telling you, God, there is something that the enemy is trying to come and swoop down and take what you're about to give to God and is trying to steal that and drag it up into the air and into the airways. But I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is going to drive us into a place where we, where we believe him and we're going to be the ones pushing, come on, flagging, getting, keeping the things. That's intercession. Come on, it's intercession. Are you hearing me? It's prayer when you, you're driving the things away that are trying to steal the promise. They're trying to steal the things that are being brought for the promise of heaven over your life. you got to drive them out. It's just like Joshua. I give you the land. It's all, come on, here's the deed. But you're going to have to drive out every enemy because the enemies are going to come in and try and take it over. So I like this. Here we go. It says, now the sun was going down. And it says, deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Huh. Who wants that encounter? Horror and great darkness. Come on. I'm taking it. I'll take it. God, give it to me. If I get all the promise of Abraham, I'm taking it. All right? I'll take it. I'll take the dark place where he's going to bring you and, and shoot you into heavenly places and, and, and cause this, this Abrahamic covenant, covenant that's elastic. It doesn't ever end. It goes as far as you can stretch it. It's the river Euphrates. Come on, it goes all up and down the river. You can take as much as you want or you can leave as much as you want, basically God was saying. So it came to pass when, verse 17, I'm just jumping down into things. It came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark, and that behold, it appeared a, a smoking oven and a burnt torch that passed between those two pieces. To your descendants, this, on the same day, the Lord made covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt and to the great river Euphrates. And for the, to the great river and the river Euphrates and all the ites, come on, can be taken out. I'm not going to go through all that. That's tongue talking on, on steroids, you know. But I'm telling you, guys, the Holy Spirit is calling us into this place where you just do not fear what God's about to do. Usually what keeps us back from God is, is the things that inhibit us and we're afraid of and we're, we're fearful of and we don't see the manifestation of something. But I'm telling you, God's saying, run at it. Run at the thing that's trying to swoop down. Run at that thing. I'm just going to run through a couple scriptures, really, because I began to look at, at David. And I'm going to bounce through all kinds of Psalms, okay? 
So just write them down. Or watch the video or listen to the audio again. But I'm telling you, Psalm 18, verse 11, he made darkness his secret place. His canopy around him was like dark waters and thick clouds. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And what happens in the shadows? There's no sun, there's no light. God's covering. Psalm 17, verse 8, keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me under the shadow of your wing. God's trying to pull you into his place where you are covered by him and in a secret place. Psalm 27, verse 5, for in the times of trouble you shall hide me in his, in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me and he shall set me high upon a rock. These are all David except for Psalm 91. It's all David. David knew a place where he could hide out. How many know he found Jesus in the cave? As he was hiding from his mentor, from his father-in-law, he's hiding. And God's speaking. And God's ministering to him. There has to be a place. Psalm 32, verse 7, you are my hiding place. You shall, you shall preserve me in, from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Surround me with songs of deliverance. That must be saying that we need songs of deliverance all around us. Could it be that, that David picked up on something, that there, there, there needs to be a song going around us that, that smashes demons away? Come on, it's the bat. You hit a home run with them devils. Come on, he surrounds me with a song of deliverance. Deliverance from my fears. Deliverance from what I don't know. Because <laughs> what is, sometimes we fear the things that we don't know. And God's trying to pull us into this place where we aren't afraid of anything. Anything that hits the earth. Anything that comes into, into the atmosphere, anything that comes into your spiritual space, you're not afraid of because you, you take care of demonic things in your area. Come on, take care of what's happening in your family. Take care of what's happening in, in and around you. Take care of those things. And, it's, and you say, well, it's not me. No, it's not you. But if you're not plugged into the secret place of the Most High and the shadow of the Almighty, God... God himself wants to bring us into the shadows with him. I'm telling you what I, what I experienced right, right there was the, the swirling and the movement. And it wasn't demonic because I'm seeking God. Hello. It's the presence of God that engulfs you and that overtakes you and brings you in a place of actually silence and trance. Because God wants to entrance you. He wants to bring you into a trance so that he can knock you out, so you can get something. Hello. What are trances? Visions. Trances is a trance-like state. Is <laughs> Come on, I'm scaring some of you. Don't get, don't get weird. 
We lit, this is a spiritual, well, I don't have my book. It's a spiritual iPad. And all the things I put on my pages app. I'm telling you, God is trying to get us to understand that he's pulling us into a place where he is, and it's dark, but all light is in there. So if you're trying to figure that out, call me later. Because there's something that the Holy Spirit is trying to draw the church into. It's not outside, and it doesn't all look like you've already com- you've got a computer and you've calculated what it's gonna ha- what's going to happen. No, I promise you. God's about to stun you. I don't know about you, but I'm waiting to be stunned. And every time I get in his presence, I want more. And when I get into that place, like the swirling and the clouds, and I'm like, God, where am I? He's like, don't worry, son. I've got things for you in here, so come in deeper. I'm like, and he wants to take you out. It's not new age. It's not weird. It's called supernatural Christianity. It's called a place where God wants to bring a whole prayer movement into, that we live out of the heavenly places. Come on, he he wants to bring the whole church age into a kingdom age, that we live out of this place where the whirlwind of God is moving and flowing, and we're receiving revelation. Listen, I had to, so I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm going through all this history, David, 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 David. Everything's, dark, everything's a dark place or a cave or someplace, and David found the fullness of God in that. I promise you, because God said, listen, he said, I will give you, <laughs> he said, God, can I build you a house? David was wanting to build a house for God. God said, no, I'm going to build you a house. I know, we get this theory, oh, his hands were bloody. Yeah, that's true. But the reality was he was preparing ahead of time to build a whole entire lineage of Jesus. The Messiah would come from David. Doesn't that stun you? That should stun you. Because if he said the whole lineage would come from Miles, I'd be like, you got the wrong guy. But see, that's how God is. He's just looking someone who just desires one thing. Even in messing up and screwing up David. David messed up. Come on, we know it. Come on, he made mistakes. But his kingdom will reign forevermore. Just, that should make you drunk right there. (laughs) That's so crazy. That the line of the Messiah would come through David. David, the guy who was found on the backside of the golf course tending sheep. Where is he? This, you know, the prophet Samuel was just looking. Where's the one? Where's the one? Where's the one who's supposed to be king? Do you know that during the ministry or the, the, the reign of Saul, 
The ark got thrown off into Kirjirim somewhere, and they couldn't find it. They had to go search for it. The presence of God was lost. And David said, let's find it. And then we know the story. Fell off the cart. Things went bad. Obed-Edom was blessed. But then it got to the house of David. And then the promises just coming and flowing and God's goodness and God's tragedies. Come on, he had tragedy in his life. But I was like, God, what is it? And so I kept going back and forth. I was in Chronicles, and then I was in Kings this morning again. And 1 Kings 18, and I just want to look at this because this is the, the culmination of Solomon's ministry. 1 Kings 8, verse 10, says, It came to pass when the priests, and now they, they prepared the temple. I'm just giving you the backdrop. They prepared the whole temple. The very thing that David wanted to build now was being was completed, except missing one thing. The glory of the Lord. It says this, And it came to pass when the priest came out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house so that the priest could not continue to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. And it says this, Then Solomon spoke, and he said, The Lord said he would dwell in darkness, in a dark cloud. I have, I have surely built you an exalted house, a place where you dwell forever. So the first time the glory comes into the tabernacle, like the legit tabernacle, not the tent, the built house of Solomon, the promise where all the lineage of Jesus Christ would come and flow from, from Solomon's house, Right? He says, the Lord said he would dwell in the dark cloud. I'm like, what does that even mean? So then I'm, I'm, I'm poking around. I'm poking around. I'm bringing you someplace else, ready? You guys are going to really need to take notes. So much for the theory of preach out of two scriptures because I've gone through about half the Bible already. At least the book of Psalms. Psalm 132 says this. Lord, see, because... Previous to the Holy Spirit blowing up the tabernacle, you read the chapter before, and Solomon says these words, Lord, remember my father David. That ended the prayer. Lord, remember my father David. What was it? It was his place of intercession. David was a prophet. David was a king. David was a priest. David knew how to pray. David was a man of prayer. <laughs> David was totally overtaken by the presence of God where he could do nothing else except for seek the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on. There is, there is a place where God is trying to take us as a body and as a region that I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do something in the inner man tonight until you find a place, right, where the Lord will dwell inside of you and you begin to cry out. Listen, it has to be a work of the Spirit. And the intercession is going to come from the groaning that comes out of Romans chapter 8. The groanings of heaven, all creation's groaning. 
for the manifestation of the sons. So Psalm 132, no one would, I was trying to get an answer on this, on who is the, the author, and they believe it was Solomon because of the language. It said, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, surely I will not go into the chamber of my house nor go up into the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the Lord, a dwelling place for, for the mighty one of Jacob. Come on, come on. He would, if David said, I won't be comfortable. I won't be at a place, I won't be at ease. Remember the prophet Isaiah who came and said, Woe to those who are at ease in Zion. <laughs> the Lord's calling us, calling you to move into a position of prayer so that, listen, I'm not talking about killing yourself. Listen, there's going to be a, a spirit of, of intercession that falls on your life that you're able to live and move and have your being in him. And there will be a place where you're not going to comfort yourself with other things. The comfort of heaven will come because your life is a, a sacrifice unto the Lord and it is a, a sweet-smelling incense to God. And I'm telling you that the Lord begins to descend on that and begins to baptize us with fresh fire when we do this. I, I promise you guys. I promise you that the intimate secret place, the dark cloud that God's calling you into is a place of the secrecy where he, de, where he releases mysteries, where he releases the secrets of heaven, where he releases hidden things that you don't see or understand. Most of us are seeing so carnally and so like we're meditating on news clips and social media and all this other stuff and we're not meditating on the dark cloud. The things that happen in the secret place. I'm telling you, take a fast from the from news for two weeks and give it to the Lord. I'm telling you. I promise you. Something's going to happen. Shut off the social media and just go after him. How many hours? Check it. Come on. That's a scary thing. The phones will tell you now. How many hours I spent on Instagram? How many hours I spent on Facebook? How many hours? Shouldn't even be hours, man. It's messed up. This is what I love. Listen, Psalm 132, 13 says this. says, the Lord has chosen Zion. That's you. Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. He's desired you to be his dwelling place. Do you understand this? <laughs> He's desired that it would be you and I, the place that he dwells. He would desire that there would be a group of people that would just come together and begin to intercede and begin to see the glory of heaven come and pour out on a, on a, on a place that's absolutely obscure. This is my resting place forever. Say it, forever. That means it doesn't change in 2020. Where am I? What, what, what epoch am I in? Doesn't change in 2021. Doesn't change. Doesn't change. He will dwell there for I have desired it. It's the desire of the Lord to come and visit. 
It's so much his desire. I can't even get the, the spirit of God is so inside of me tonight that I know that he's calling us to come from the clouds, from, to descend from a high place in the clouds, in the dark cloud, to a place, earth, to release kingdom, to release the fullness of who he is, to release the desires of heaven. He says this, where you keep going. He says, I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will clothe her priests with salvation. Her saints should shout aloud for joy. My God, for joy that we should be filled. There I will make the horn of David grow. The anointing that was on David will grow. And I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. That means he's looking for a burning, shining lamp. The one's just like John was called. John was called a burning, shining lamp. Do you know that? He was there to burn before the, the Lord and to make way for Jesus to come. It's a beacon. It's saying, here comes one greater than myself. And that's what the church is called in this hour. Arise, shine, for your light has come. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory is not rising until we ascend into the clouds and meet with him. Oh, man. So I wake up this morning. Nothing different. I open my Bible to Psalm 132 to take a 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th look on it because I've been meditating on it all week. And I hear the screeching of a, I hear the screeching of a hawk or an, or an eagle. I can't see one, right? So I, I just, you know, we have our little perch out in front. So I'm sitting there. I hear it once. I hear it again. Then I hear it again. Now I'm like, I keep looking out, and I don't see anything. So I go, I go out. Now I'm outside. Now that's how I got parked outside this morning, listening to the golfers cussing after. But totally took the spirituality out of the drink. But I'm telling you, I'm asking the Lord. He go, and I felt, I'm like, Lord, what's with the screeching eagles? What's with the scree He said, I'm, I'm talking, I'm releasing the screaming eagles. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, whoa, it's right. So I'm like screaming eagles. I'm like, what is there? Is there any prophetic stuff? Of course, I go to Google. <laughs> no, and this is, this, I'm telling you guys, it's profound. Watch, watch what happens. Because you're about to be released as screaming eagles tonight. Because there's a place that God wants us to live from. And I already blew my voice out tonight. But I felt like the Lord said that's the rising of it's the season of the rising of the screaming eagles. And we've been called in this house to be not only prophesied once, but twice as a witness by two prophets, two major prophets, not minor prophets, major prophets, right, that carry a, a weighty anointing on their lives that we are to be an eagle's nest. Yes? Everyone remember that. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, God, I, literally, I don't see an eagle. There's no hawks. There's nothing. But I hear this as loud as can be. And the Lord says to me, it's the time for the rising of the screaming eagles. So I go look. I go look it up. 
What's screaming eagles? And it starts bringing me into all this crazy war stuff. It talks about the 101 Airborne Division. It was, they were, they were specialized to, they were army rangers that would jump from airplanes in World War II, I guess, right? 1944 and even before then. But it's crazy. So ready the motto of the Screaming Eagles, because they were, it was legit, like the Lord brought me to this. Isn't that cool when God does this stuff? You know, you have to believe that God gives us signs and he speaks to us clearly because I didn't just make up Screaming Eagles. I know nothing about Screaming Eagles and the 101 Airborne. I don't know nothing, I promise you. I know American history with, like, Revolutionary War stuff. I don't know this stuff. World War II, no. It says that they were specialized air assault operations. And the motto was, rendezvous with destiny. And they were referred to as the tip of the spear. Huh. Ready? I'm telling you guys. But I just want you to get a picture of what God's trying to speak. So, and it said that the badge of the great, it was the badge was a great American eagle, right? And you just, it shows the, just the profile of an eagle and it's, with its mouth beak open. And it says, fitting emblem that would crush its enemies falling upon them like thunderbolts from the sky. And this was just from some of the things that was said by one of the generals to them. It said, history will, we shall make, recording of, of high achievement, achievement. We hope to write the, the annals of American, I'm going to say church, and the American people. Each person should regard himself as a necessary part of a complex and powerful instrument overcome, for overcoming the enemy of a nation. How many think I bounced into that by accident? No. Here's what I want you to get tonight. I started thinking about this. I'm like, God, what is, so what are you saying, Holy Spirit? What's the Spirit of God saying? Listen, screaming eagles falling from the sky. Paratroopers, ready. I mean, they, they were D-Day. They landed. They were at all the big places where you see massive battle changes, battle turn. It, they landed. They came out of the sky, trained, landing. And then I saw one picture, and I wish I had it. But it was these two, it was these two guys, and they were putting on war paint. Like, literally, coloring their faces to jump out of airplanes. I was like, these guys are no joke. Here's what I'm going to charge you with tonight. God's calling a company of eagles, screaming eagles. But we live from this place from the high place. You have to come from the sky. Oh, I need my Bible. I need a Bible. No, I don't. I just thought, you know, the Lord is trying to pour out his power in this, in these times. And he's looking for, a, uh, can I say, you, you can be elite forces in this room. People think we're all, oh, I'm just ordinary. No, you, you decide to be ordinary. Everyone in this room, you decide to be ordinary. You make a conscious decision just to chill. 
I'm good. No, no. No, the fact is that God made you greater and he's put more destiny on your life than you've ever understood or, or, or you can even fathom. That's the truth. But we, we stand in a place of kind of mediocrity, trying to live in a place of quietness so that we don't want to disturb things around us. But I'm telling you right now that God's calling us to live in a high place and to descend from above. Remember, Jesus said, you were born again. What does that mean? That means you were born from above. I just kept, that just kept ringing in my spirit. You are born from above. You aren't born on this ground. You aren't born from the earth. You are born from heavenly places, and you are born from above the earth. You are born from heavenly places, and God's trying to get our attention right now in this hour so that not so I'm not, I'm not plugging so that you just come to prayer. That's not what I'm plugging for. I'm plugging that you just begin to step into this. Listen, listen, mothers, they, need, they should get badges, honestly, all of you. All of you. These kids are grown now, but she still gets a badge. Come on, because there's this place we don't know, but sometimes pressing in in the mundane is the hardest place to be. And I watched my wife, and we did it. Come on, you're raising kids, you're doing life, and things become more like just out of control, and you know, whoa, I got no time. And no, listen, the Holy Spirit's going to give you time. I promise you, get up a little earlier before the kiddos. <laughs> Good luck on that, right? Just <laughs> try to just get up a little earlier or just get them in bed. And then, ah, then you wiped out. And I know, I understand. I understand. I understand. But I'm telling you, destiny's calling you. Destiny's calling you right now. And that's why I say the badge should, <laughs> come on, take it, receive it. The Holy Spirit wants to raise up a generation that is not afraid to go through the mundane. Because God has more than just the mundane. He's got the extravagant, but we have to deal with mundane sometimes. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes we want all the goose, you know, all the, all the angel feathers, and I was going to say goose feathers, angel feathers. We want all the feathers, and we want all the glory, and I want gemstones and all that good stuff. Yeah, I want to see healing and signs and wonders. But sometimes it's like God saying, listen, if I, I'm telling you, before the end of this year, there's going to be an outpouring. I'm, I'm pressing in for it myself, and I know some of you will go with me. But I'm believing that God's going to be releasing and outpouring. Listen, Charlie's down in Florida right now, and, and it's blowing up. And I'm like, no, you need to come here. And we're going to get ready. So you got till November to get ready, hopefully. And it doesn't matter if it's Charlie or not. You understand what I'm saying? It shouldn't depend on a guy coming in, an anointed person, which I love him. Don't get me wrong. I, it should, you're anointed. We're anointed. You have the anointing on your life. You just need to get into a place where you're just saying, God, I don't want to eat or sleep or do anything else other than seek your face. And even if I'm washing my babies or taking care of the laundry, I'm going to pray and I'm going to speak in the spirit and declare the heavenlies what you're about to do I'm going to prophesy to the dryer if I have to it doesn't matter because God wants to release that out of your life so I need I need to exhort you tonight you've been called to scream like an eagle that means you don't shut up you get louder and actually, the screaming of the eagle, was it's actually two things. It's to call the mate, 
But more importantly, more importantly, maybe, for some of you, <laughs> for territory. And God, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to declare a Davidic promise. I'll de declare the Abrahamic promise. Like the, from, from the Merrimack, I don't know, give me another river. I don't know. What it doesn't matter. All of New England. Come on, we just have to take over. What? I had no clue about this. Okay, that's wow. 101. So that's that rips right across the state. <laughs> Come on, you should raise your hands on that one. Did you hear that? Someone tell someone. Well, I'm not from New Hampshire originally, but we go on 101 a lot, and um, the Lord always highlights that sign. It says Screaming Eagles Highway, but it's from the 101 Airborne Division. So when you said that, that's immediately what came to my mind. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to have to look at, the, look at that some more. What's happening? Come on, God's saying something. Oh, that gets me. That gets me more fierce than I was before, man. I didn't even know that. I'm looking at you right now. I'm saying, what are you waiting for? I need help on the worship now. Right about now, I need help with the worship. I might need drums too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Really, guys? Huh? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You can play with I don't know what we're doing. We're just flying off the seat of our pants as usual. Just let it sit. Because the God's, that's, I don't wake up with this stuff. Well, sometimes I do. I shouldn't say that. But there's a reality. Go ahead. What you got over there? Yesterday when I came out of work, I was FaceTiming my, um, my sister in Christ over here. And I was like, Anneli, above me there's an eagle screaming. And it just kept circling and circling. And um, I've never seen an eagle in my life. And basically, it, he was just circling. And um, I just wanted to say that because I'm like, I can't stay shut. Because I know, I, I know it was something supernatural because it, it, I just didn't understand. It just kept screaming and circling. And it's just... So out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be a I could not find an eagle. I know it was an eagle because it was loud. And we live right by the Merrimack, so I know it was probably an eagle. But the reality is I... So tonight I just feel like, listen, we just need to make room for the Holy Spirit to move. 
allow your hearts to just be prepared. God's calling you, he's calling me, to prepare a place, right? This has everything to do with living from the high places. Remember, he makes his spirits wind and the flames of fire that release from heaven. And so God, I know this, that the Lord has released a, a message to us tonight. take one state and revival and then we'll work on the other two. Three, four, five, six. It doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, it's a sign. It's a sign. See? His children are for signs and wonders. And God releases signposts not so that we can go, ooh, great message. God's saying something, but so that we can go into it. You understand what I'm saying? We're not just going to sit back and just, oh, okay. No, we're going to go into it. We're going to engage in it. So what I'm, I think I'm going to do, is just, let's just stand. Let's just stand together. I'm just trying to navigate what God wants to do in these moments. And what I feel like is some of you, may not sense you're a screaming eagle, <laughs> but God's calling you to be a screaming eagle. He's calling you to come into a place. Yeah, he's calling you to be a dove. I get it. Harmless as a dove. But he's calling you to come and rise up with wings as eagles in strength and in power. And he's calling you into a secret place. Now, some of you might be in a place where you feel like you've been outside of that. And I believe that, listen, we're just going to believe that tonight that there's break, things that break open. Can we do that? Can you do that? Yeah, because we have to. We have to believe that God has something in a greater purpose. And when you get the breakthrough, when you break into this, this deep place of prayer, because God wants to do that for your life, that he comes and he invades you and he makes you like a screaming eagle. See, so it goes from the place, the deep place of God, and you rise as an eagle. And you rise and you begin to declare what heaven's saying over the earth. What are eagles? What are eagles? They, they, they signify the prophetic. It signifies the prophetic ministry. And so God wants to move you into a place, even tonight, and listen, open it up. Come up here. Don't mess around. Don't stay. Listen, do something that you haven't normally done. You know, just get out of the way. Get in Get in the, in the aisle, whatever you have to do. And allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do a deep work that we begin to sustain. Listen, we've had these, I, I, I sense these like pop, popping of the Spirit here and there. But I'm telling you, it's becoming more and more frequent. And what's going to happen is as it becomes more and more frequent, 
What do we call that? We call that revival. God begins to release revival. He begins to awaken the church and release revival. And so if you're asleep tonight, I'm going to call you to awaken. <laughs> if you're out of sorts and you feel like, man, I haven't, I haven't been in the place where I feel like kind of, you know, dead. And I'm saying, I know this. Listen, it's just because it's a, it's a mundane season doesn't mean that extraordinary is not coming tomorrow. So let's believe together. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Put your hands up in the cloud right now, up in the cloud. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this hour. Lord, I, I just prophesy. I prophesy to this group right here and those who watch online. Father, that you release an anointing that we go into heavenly places, deep, deep places with you, and we are released as screaming eagles. Come on, you've got a rendezvous with destiny. We declare a rendezvous with destiny. Lord, I thank you that you're calling New England to be the tip of the spear in this hour. I thank you you're calling Kingdom Awakening to be the tip of the spear in this hour. And that you're moving us above and beyond what we've thought. I just declare destiny. I declare purpose. I declare the fire of heaven. I declare the wind to begin to come up under you and pull you into new places tonight. Divine order and the divine whirlwind of heaven that puts everything in order.